Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, Wild Country Nation. It's time for your Saturday morning wake-up call. Northwest Wild Country is on the air. Welcome to America's number one fishing, hunting, and outdoors radio show. And it's all brought to you by Waypoint Marine Group in Ballard and by Garmin Electronics. Now your Wild Country crew, Dwayne England, and your host, Joel Shangle. Well, good Saturday morning and welcome Northwest Wild Country Sports Radio 950 KJR and Comcast Sports Net. Joel Shangle is actually here, Dwayne England in studio. Team reunited once again, however... A little bit of a snafu this morning, and just par for the course when Shangle shows back up. Uh, our normal producer, Mandy, stuck in traffic, got a major collision on I-5 northbound, and um, you got to find your way around that stuff. And so until she gets in, Joel's going to be double duty, running into the producer room, coming back here in studio, back to the producer room. And now he joins me in studio, ladies and gentlemen, Joel Shangle. It is a, it is a good darn thing. <laughs> that you know how to do a few things? That I can push a button or two. Yeah, oh, well gosh. done. The intro went uninterrupted. <laughs> so <laughs> All right. here we are back in studio. Well, welcome back from the road, mister. Yeah, thank you, man. Glad to be here. Good uh, good Saturday morning, Wild Country Nation. And, boy, we have a show scheduled for you this morning. Uh, as we run through our, our quick show sheet here, Dwayne, we've got um, we've got a handful of uh, pretty good subjects, great guests. Uh, first things first, uh, we'll get into the Wild Five here shortly. We have uh, five items that you should pay attention to this week if you are an outdoors mm-hmm. person here in the Pacific Northwest. But uh, guests joining us this morning, you had a, uh, a chance to spend some time with Mr. Cody Herman over the last several days of this week over on the east side on Roosevelt. But we're not going to talk about Roosevelt. We're going to talk about a condition that you saw driving back and forth from Roosevelt to here, here, and there that yeah. has an effect on lower Columbia River anglers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we we headed over there to Roosevelt to fish for a couple of days, and it was it was cold. And you drive by Banks Lake, and there's still a lot of ice and whatnot. But gosh, the 48 hours that we were there, uh, the temperature increased 15 to 20 degrees. The return trip home, we really started noticing, hey, there's some stuff going on around here. Not to mention, actually, on the trip over, I had never seen Ellensburg flooded. And as you we drove through town because we were stopping just to get food, mm-hmm. dude, water everywhere, sandbags everywhere, water into homes. I I was like, what is going, well, it's snow melt, and we're going to find out what that does on the lower side here down at Portland, and why Roosevelt, we'll, we'll mention it, why it's drained down as far mm-hmm. as it is, getting mm-hmm. ready for this tremendous snow melt that is happening and is coming. So Cody has uh, has professed how much he likes to fish the Columbia in in you know, high, fast water situations. Yeah, extreme high yeah, water. Yeah, it, but however, there there is a, a navigation and a safety concern there, and we'll talk to, we'll talk with all about that stuff with with Cody yep. here at yep, the yep. end of this for half this first half hour. Uh, from there, we will go to uh, Dave Mercer, Facts of Fishing. Of course, next week is the Bassmaster Classic. We'll have a little bit of a preview with Dave on that, and then as we head into hour two, the big picture. Uh, for this week, is you've probably noticed this on, if not on our Facebook page, then you've probably noticed it around uh, social media in general. Bill Herzog, our old, our old buddy, the general, wrote a, a piece uh, for a Wild Steelheader United uh, titled Four 
is enough. Interesting concept, uh, as as is usual. Very well written by Bill. Very, uh, it's it's a subject that he's super passionate about. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and <clears throat> and welcome Bill for the first uh, half hour of the second hour. And we're going to talk about that, and we're going to open up the phones, and mm-hmm. we're going to allow people to discuss it. Because if you looked around that thread that was posted by Wild Steelheaders United and by anybody else who forwarded that, it got a, a lot of discussion, both pro and con, both positive and negative response to that. And as you would expect, anytime you, you mention the words wild, steelhead, and change mm-hmm. in the same sentence, you're in for a debate. Yeah, anytime you are... I guess impacting the recreational community mm-hmm. once again with ideas yeah. or, or changes yep. for the good. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's great controversy, and rightfully so. So we'll spend roughly the first, uh, I don't know, 20, 22 minutes of the second hour talking to Bill about about four is enough. So store these numbers away, Wild Country Nation. Mm-hmm. We want to hear from you on this whole deal, 800-829-0950 and 206-286-9595. Also, uh, later in the second hour, it's uh, it's almost turkey season, and as, as our tradition here uh, in one wild country, we'll spend a good half hour talking to who we consider probably the best hunter, period, but the best turkey hunter we've ever been around. Yeah. And that would be Scott Haugen. Uh, we're going to get clued in on, you know, mention the weather, of course. I mean, there's no such thing as a normal weather pattern in the Pacific Northwest <laughs> now. So, yeah. however, what what does this this winter mean exactly? If you're looking to, to participate in the youth turkey hunt two weeks from now in Washington, three weeks from now in Oregon, what are you going to face? If you're out there with your young hunter, what exactly do you need to pay attention mm-hmm. to? Well, Scott, of course, uh, has done a very great job of introducing his boys to the turkey fields. And so we'll, we'll have some, some information from Scott. As always, just a great discussion, last half hour. And we'll probably open up the phone. So if you have any questions or comments or whatever, pretty much with anybody, just, just give us a call. So let's jump into... The Wild Five for this day, and of course we don't have music because we don't have a producer, so we'll just pretend. <laughs> and I'm we not going to sing. So no, you're out no, of luck, let's dude. not. Yeah. Uh, item number one: the uh, Northwest Wild Country News, and I, I changed the name of this to the News Troller. I didn't think it was appropriate to say Troller anymore. You know, it doesn't doesn't fit for us anymore. So no, it does the news, not. The news, news Troller. A couple of things that you should be aware of that are happening here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, you may have noticed this on social media, Dwayne, and, and you may have noticed this on uh, on websites like the Oregonian and so forth. Mm-hmm. But bottom line is there are a couple of things that are pretty important to uh, to, to fishermen and, and women here in the Pacific Northwest. One of those, and we'll kind of hit this in reverse order. Now, yesterday there was another meeting of the Fish and Wildlife Commission of the state of Oregon. We have discussed this back and forth, forth and back for, for you know, a couple months now. But the bottom line is that there was a... A slight shift in the intended allocation mm-hmm. of, of of fish on the Columbia River. Yep. And so, as we continue down this road of what exactly is going to happen, we have a, yet another condition to possibly adjust to a little bit. The bottom line is though this this will stay in the news for the next several weeks. Yeah. Well, it's extremely relevant. I mean, we are currently in and conducting a recreational spring chinook fishery. Mm-hmm. Albeit, I mean, water conditions, everything aside, the season's open, and we're and boats are on the water. There are a few fish being caught. As we roll into this, Washington, way back when, had opted to say, "Okay, here's where we are on our Columbia River uh, changes that we're going to implement." And they they skewed from the original plan. We all know that mm-hmm. we've regurgitated this numerous sure. times. But the bottom line, at the end of the day, Washington commercial fishing industry is not conducting targeted no. spring chinook nor were they conduct targeted summer Chinook, and they went ahead and stuck with the, uh, well, with the slight change. They're going to be 75-25 when it comes mm-hmm. to fall Chinook. Right. Um, Oregon, we know where they went, the direction they went, Buckmaster and Governor Brown and 
all the information that's been out there. Hey, Governor Brown, you need to get rid of Buckmaster. We need to. This needs to stop now because you even said, as you brought him to your commission, if it becomes an issue and there's problems, mm-hmm. you have the right to remove him. And that's yep. everybody's been calling for his head to step down, uh, being a former Gilnet lobbyist. So uh, they've reconvened. They've met, and the numbers now are. Uh, seventy thirty. When it comes to fall Chinook, mm-hmm. that I think caught everybody by surprise. Right now, that is Correct. a phenomenal step in the right direction. It is. That being said, they still have a targeted uh, commercial fishery slated for spring Chinook, albeit yep. tangle nets. Yep, it's still a conducted fishery, and they're still going to pursue summer Chinook as well. So this this thing is slowly inching in in different directions as we get closer and closer to to dates and so forth. I mean, we just it just kind of it moves. A little bit. Mm-hmm. It moves a little bit. However, not not nearly the way it should move. No. Bottom line. It's been morphed and revamped and all yeah. whatever names you want to put to it. The bottom line is that when they came out uh, initially and changed it, totally deviated from the intent of mm-hmm. what the plan was laid into motion uh, three, four, some years ago, it nowhere ended up in that direction. Yeah, in Washington, deviated slightly as well for the next two years with the 75 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, yeah, seventy-five twenty-five split, but uh, the long-term goal there is to get to that um, seventy thirty, and I believe we'll achieve that. Um, I think, I think Oregon's trying to cater to both sides of it. They they come out with the seventy thirty as their initial intent for the fall, and I think they're still trying to spoon feed the commercials in regard to the what they allocated on them. Indeed, and part part B of this, of course, you refer to this, but uh, basically Bruce B- Bruce Buckmaster is is by all intents and purposes, he's he's the guy who was driving most of Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Uh, call for the removal, the dismissal of Buckmaster from the commission by several members, several fairly important, very very well known members of the sport fishing community, including you know part of CCA, part of uh, Northwest Steelheads, and so forth. Just flat out asking Governor Brown, get this guy out of there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, everybody is united on that front for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I kind of mentioned it. If we think back to when he was appointed, mm-hmm. everybody went, "Are you, you know, flipping kidding, kidding me?" Kidding me. Yeah, yeah, he is a commercial uh, Gilnet lobbyist, lobbyist for from way back. Yep. And when you appoint somebody with that much uh, time ingrained into that industry to your fisheries commission, what direction do you think he's? Who who do you think he's looking out for? Yeah, I don't even know if the guy recreational fishes. Who's who's of, shocked by any of yeah, this? Yeah, nobody's exactly. nobody's shocked by any of this. So they yeah. they are uh, dealing with the spoon that dealt them this. Um, Governor yep. Brown has some decision making to do, and everybody's kind of leaning on her to mm-hmm. ultimately pull the plug on this guy. Um, again, the seventy thirty is a step in the right direction, but this uh, the spring and summer Chinook fishery should not be overlooked. We'll give it a. We'll make sure that we pay a close eye attention to this. But that is in the news. Item number two: the Northwest Angling Convention Kokanee class. Now, Cody has has set up a schedule yep. of four of four classes throughout the year now, and Kokanee mm-hmm. is was brand new for this year. And we were chatting about this a little bit off the air. But take a look at the lineup. If you arrive at this <laughs> yeah. on the what days twenty uh, ninth and thirtieth of April. Yep. You're not going to have a better possibility to learn the details of kokanee fishing than you will from these four guys. Yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty pretty uh, legit lineup. This is the varsity squad with uh, Bill yeah. Herzog, obviously uh, yep. Austin Mosier, who I just spent a few days with, Jeremy John, and Cameron Black. I mean, when you talk kokanee in the Northwest, if one of those names is not entered mm-hmm. into the conversation, you're not really talking about kokanee. I mean, these guys, hands down, and the area that they all cover. Uh, Absolutely, you know, pers- yeah. uh, respectively, really gives you some insight as to kokanee fishing statewide. This, to me, may be the most popular class that Cody does. 
because this this fishery this fishery this this particular opportunity is one that covers a broader range of people basically as far as the location in eastern washington and puget mm-hmm. sound and kind mm-hmm. of kind of all over the pacific northwest I would not wait. If I if I were if I were you and you were and you <laughs> yeah. were going to participate in this class, uh, it's one hundred fifty nine dollars if you participate only in, in the Saturday class. It's one hundred eighty nine. It's only thirty dollars more if you participate in the mm-hmm. the the uh, lab activity. I guess you'd call it. Day on which the water. Happens, mm-hmm. Yeah, which happens the next the next day on Sunday. You better get on it because this class, I guarantee you, will fill up sooner than the other classes have. Yeah, and so the the in-class stuff will just be phenomenal. The information coming from these four will just be second to none. And, uh, you know, we interact with all four of these guys, obviously, on a pretty significant level. We've talked kokanee and all other fisheries with these guys, but when you really dial them in on their particular kokanee yep. fisheries, yep. this is some information you definitely want to obtain. And then day two out on the water to apply what we've learned, jump in the boats with those guys. Uh, Cody asked me to bring the Wild Country boat down for day two on Sunday. I'm going to participate in that, put a few folks in our boat as well. Uh, and it'll either be on Merwin or Yale. I think it just depends which one's fishing better at that time. But uh, either way, you're going to learn a ton in classroom. You're going to get to apply it day two out on the water. And that's going to be a really, really well-attended event. Go to www.nwanglingconvention.com. Again, it's 159 for just the classroom activities on Saturday, 189 if you want to do both days. It's April the 29th and the 30th. The classroom is held at the Lewis River Golf Course, and uh, the uh, the on the water stuff is either is either Yale or Merwin. Have we decided? Have they decided on that? No, day? that's what I was saying. I think it <clears> depends <throat> on conditions yeah. and which one's probably fishing better right. or producing better at that time. So, gotcha. More to come. Gotcha. Item number three. So, if you happen to be watching on Comcast Sportsnet Northwest, you may notice that Dwayne and I are both wearing our River Junkie River Certified T-shirts. Thank you, Jared. This is Kirkley. part of our. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This this is part of our. What do you want to call it? The Adopt a T-shirt program. I'm not sure what you want to call yeah, it. Adopt um, a cause. Dress a bum. I don't yeah, know. Right. <laughs> this yeah. Is like, yeah. Uh-huh. And, this, and this kind of started a little bit a couple years ago with the with the band Gillnet's T-shirts. So yeah. The bottom line is that people are seeing these things. Uh, on on the show, I mean, mm-hmm. we've got you know several thousand people who who view this this train wreck that we got going on here every we Saturday. We do, yeah, we do. However, it helps if uh-huh. you, if you would like to talk about or like for us to talk about your cause. If you'd mm-hmm. like to get your logo, kind of your brand out there, if you're doing something that's good for the outdoors person of the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. send us your T-shirts. We'll, yeah. we'll be your billboards. Yeah, absolutely. it's a simple deal. You don't mm-hmm. have to do anything except for just throw them in the mail. Give us a call. Drop us a line over on our Facebook page on our text and talk to us a little bit about what you're doing and why we should talk to you. Bottom line is we we look around and we see a fair amount of stuff, but we don't have a clue about a lot of the things that are going on out there that, that, are, that are greatly beneficial to people. Yeah, there's a lot of organizations, small groups and otherwise that are throughout Washington, Oregon that are making changes specific to outdoors, uh, our fisheries or hunting, uh, organized groups that have come together and and trying to get their brand or their uh, message out there. And if we think it's uh, definitely something worth discussing, much like Jared's uh, position and what he's, what the movement he's created with River Junkie, uh, those that follow the show, we've mm-hmm. had him on a few times um, in the five, and then uh, last week uh, had him on for a full yeah, segment. you bet. Just phenomenal stuff that they're doing and uh, proudly wearing and displaying their you colors bet. and their logo to, to get people to recognize what it is. Now you see the shirt and you go, well, what is that? I missed last week's show. Mm-hmm. Uh, get get online and look them up and see what they have going on. Absolutely. Go to riverjunkie.us. And this is an organization and, and, and an outfit that we just kind of stumbled across, you know, several, yeah. a couple months ago. Yep. Not a, not unlike, we'll talk to Aaron Crooks of uh, Raise Them Outdoors later in the show sometime today. Another, another great cause organization outfit that I guarantee you you've never heard of before. Yeah. But I guarantee you that once, once you've had a chance to talk to them and, t- and, and show them on the air, 
you'll know what they're all about. That's the whole the whole point of this here is if you have a, a really cool organization, it could be a youth organization, it could be a conservation organization, whatever it happens to be, mm-hmm. get a hold of us, get us some T-shirts, and we'll be your billboards. <laughs> there you go. Just that simple. S- simple deal. You, yep. can text, you can text us to 49451. All, all the usual contacts. Just, all you got to do is just reach out to us. You may have to send an extra one in a ladies medium for Shing. She kinda, kinda and a large, you. too, for Chris, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, it's kind of what happens, right? <laughs> stuff, a, stuff shows up, and it's like, "Where's mine? Where's mine?" Yeah, yeah. Here at all time, <laughs> Sherry's like, "Tell that Jared Kirkley to, you know, yeah. s- ship my shirt." Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Uh, speaking of Lake Roosevelt, of course, June five through eight at Sunbanks Resort in Electric City. It's the it's the Northwest Wild Country Lake Roosevelt Jamboree. Holy! Now smokes. you did you did some scout. We'll call we'll call what you and Austin Cody did a scouting mission, right? You're scouting this last week over. Yeah, Lake we're Roosevelt. scouting. You know, uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna kind of change our position a little bit on this, albeit that time when we're over there in June, the kokanee fishing should be phenomenal. Right now. You are on a destination. Not, not phenomenal. F- well, fantastic large trout fishery, mm-hmm. which is nothing to sneeze at. These things are right. big. They cut as red as the kokanee. They taste fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't believe it, then just ship them all to Herzog. He'll eat every yeah, one of them, and right. he despises trout. Yep. He just he generally calls trout and all of the lakes that we're fishing for kokanee, you know, yeah, pollution. Living, living pollution. But yeah. absolutely, these things are phenomenal. And so a, lot, a couple things going on down there. I mentioned it uh, at the opener there. They've drawn the, the reservoir down, which they do every year. Had some great opportunity to sit and talk with Chris Donnelly. Uh, phenomenal information. But the water is way down. They're going to continue to draw it down. The trout fishing is great. The kokanee fishing is like finding a needle in a haystack. But this thing that we got going on in June, what what do we got? Twenty one reservations. We have twenty one reservations. So we talked to Sunbanks Resort yesterday, just kind of check up, and, yeah. and twenty twenty one parties have reserved. How many people that means? We're not really sure yet. Bottom line is this, though: that place has as much lodging as you could possibly call yeah. for. They have they have several houses that are available, like mm-hmm. like four to five bedroom houses. Mm-hmm. They have they have housekeeping cabins. They have, of course, RV hookups. Uh, you can camp in a tent. Tent sites, cabins, cottages. I mean, you name it. Yeah, if you participate. Uh, and call them and and mention Wild Country. You'll get a ten percent discount on your lodging. Yeah. Now, the rest of the weekend is going to be is super cool because we, we've got a couple things going on. Number one, we've got sponsors who are participating. We don't know exactly what what they're going to do, but you know, Lama Glass is going to be around for this whole thing. Uh, Max Max Lure is going to be around yep. for it. Yep. Pretty good chance that you'll get a swag bag if you show up. Yeah. Pretty good chance. Yeah. Putting some stuff together. Uh, the seminars. Kokanee seminar yeah. one evening. Uh, Keith Jensen is going to join us with the Max guys, and we'll do some uh, do a walleye seminar uh, evening two. Uh, call and make your reservation. Twenty one reservations. Attach two or three persons to each one of those groups. Mm-hmm. We're at you know fifty to sixty people possibly already. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, definitely, we have a lot of more time to 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 build up for this thing. And through the course of this, Jangle, our intent here is as we work our way towards this and we really start getting into our season over here on the west side of Kokanee and Trout. We are going to take time to show you how to get set up to be Absolutely. successful at Roosevelt. You bet. Uh, we spent a couple days out there dragging side mm-hmm. planers, and I'm a changed man. I've got to tell you, mm-hmm. this is information that's coming forward here out yep. of the Wild Country Studio and on mm-hmm. the water as we progress. And we're going to get you dialed in to be successful on Kokanee and Rainbows over there for that week you're going to come spend with us. And we're not charging nothing. No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. We're just we just want to do this because it's kind of a cool, fun thing we're to do. We're just pulling everybody together. So yep. contact Sunbakes Resort. Make your reservation. Get uh, get hooked up over there and, and uh, come join us uh, June 5th through the 8th. Go to uh, www.sunbanksresort.com. You can give them a call toll-free at 
7195. We're going to kind of divert here. We're going to take a quick early break. We've got long breaks today, so we're going to oh. kind of bail out. Yeah, that's right. So, break time. When we come back, we're going to talk to Cody Herman a little bit about some of the conditions that you may face if you're going to pursue spring. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Chinook on the Columbia River. Beware, it's not going to necessarily be the, the easiest thing to do, but Cody, Cody prefers conditions like this, and we'll ask him why. Mm-hmm. When we return to Sports Radio 950 KJR and Comcast Sportsnet. <laughs> On Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Yes, indeed. What a whopper! What a whopper! What a whopper! We're not talking about Burger King. Referring to the uh, the photo that was posted of the dead wild steelhead out of Port Angeles. Out of Port Angeles. <laughs> we won't say the gentleman's name. It's <laughs> yes. in the news. You have made the newspaper. You have made the newspaper. Oh gosh! Yeah, Herzog sent me that text and. Uh, oddly yeah. enough, yesterday on St. Patrick's Day, he says, looks like the lads in green are going to pay this gentleman a visit. <laughs> we'll, so. we'll talk to Bill uh, shortly here in about oh, half an hour or so. If you have um, comments, and of course, I think you probably do, uh, give us a call at 800-829-0950. Is four enough? Go, go read Bill's piece. If, if you haven't read it yet, if you're sitting there kind of waiting around to, to, to read something this morning and you're, and you're at home, Go look at go look at Bill's piece uh, on the Wild Steelheaders United webpage mm-hmm. called called Four is Enough. Whether you agree, whether you disagree, read it, read it because it's an interesting piece. It's well written, as is usually the case whenever Bill writes something. It's really good. Yeah, but um, but it, uh, and it's a subject that Bill has has spoken about passionately. Mm-hmm. Not specifically Four is Enough, but just the protection of of wild steelhead in yep. in general. Yep. Yeah. Really good. We'll talk to Bill at seven. We will. Yep. In the meantime, we've had a couple texts here about. Um, you want to read the one about the the Columbia River being so high right now because this is kind of the this is kind of the, the condition that you face right now. Yeah. So we had mentioned uh, earlier uh, at the opener, I kind of alluded to the fact how much they've drawn Roosevelt down right now, and which means to draw it down, they're flowing water. Uh, if they're flowing water, it it equates to water moving down downstream, and right. and it says Roosevelt uh, they cannot, can't draw too much more. Because uh, it's one foot above flood stage, I-5 bridge at Vancouver. Yeah, and sure enough, I went to the gauge this morning because that's the gauge that Cody pays attention to when we're talking spring Chinook fishing. And it is technically and physically one foot above flood stage shingle as we speak uh, down there at the Vancouver Bridge. So what does that look like? You know, how do you wrap your mind around the Columbia River flooding? And I believe in discussion wow. this week when Cody and I spent a few days together, we were looking at what was happening. Snow melt on the east side, towns flooding over there. And where this water comes from and, and, and how much rain was falling on the west side, it kind of equates to the perfect storm and talking water levels on the Columbia. And uh, uh, Cody said that, uh, well, you know, when it gets up that high down there, it's not necessarily such a bad thing. Well, let's, let's have him expand <laughs> on that a little bit, Cody. Because uh, you, you, have, you have professed your, your love of, of fishing kind of high, fast, dirty water. What, what is the deal with that? I, I absolutely do, and that's because it concentrates the fish. But uh, that being said, to Dwayne's point, uh, yeah, it, it is a, a full foot above flood level. So we are officially 
higher than what we saw back in 2011 and 2012, and it even looks like it still might go up another half a foot here yet. I think when we were on the road, you were doing uh, doing a little research, just kind of looking at how this was going to unfold for you uh, the weekend when you had trips scheduled and your new boat to get into the water, and you're trying to put all this into your head, and you said, oh, my gosh, everything's indicating that this will actually be the highest water level since April of 2012 when we were at flood stage. Now, you wrap your head around that shingle. We're talking five years Springer fishing, and this is going to be the highest based on this winter, the amount of rainfall we've had, <clears throat> excuse me, and the amount of snow melt that's happening right now. Well, and it looks like it's going to be higher than what we saw back in the, even June 2011. Oh, boy. So, I mean, it, this definitely is higher water. Um, what I always say, though, in a lot of seminars, whenever we talk about steelhead fishing in the tributaries, the fish don't go anywhere. Uh, they are still there. We've had a, a whole 10 now, uh, Springer's crossover Bonneville. So, it absolutely is still early. It, the river looks like the forecast is, is supposed to stay up around minor flood stage or at least action stage for the next week. Um, that will make it a bit difficult. We're looking for water clarity, and right now, if you are anywhere below the Willamette, it is pretty much chocolate because mm-hmm. not just the Willamette but the Lewis Klamath Cowlitz are all up near action and flood stage. So everything from there on down is looking pretty dirty. But here's the one bright spot. If it is going to remain high off color that's going to keep a lot of people off the river rightfully so and that's also going to make catching conditions very difficult here for the next week or two and that could mean that we actually get an extension Mm -hmm. and that extension will put us right into the heart of the spring return so uh yeah it's disappointing right now for guys who want to get out there because the fish are there but we might have a few extra days a little bit later on in the season Let's talk then a little bit, Cody, about uh, actually managing this particular condition if, if you do indeed choose to fish. Like, like what's the reality with it? <laughs> well, safety first. Um, yep. there, anytime the water comes up like this, and I'm sure those have been on the Columbia, look at all the sand beaches and just see tons upon tons of downed trees and uh, lumber that's been pushed up onto the beach and onto the piling rows. All of that has now been lifted up off the ground, lifted up off the piling rows, and is floating down river. And it, it is it is dangerous out there for those that are unfamiliar with the area or, you know, frankly, if you don't pay attention, you can easily find yourself hitting a deadhead. What looks to be just a tiny little stick could end up being a 30-foot-long tree six inches mm-hmm. under the surface. And so safety first for sure. Um, that being said, we have caught plenty of fish in high water. All the fish push to the edges. I can't tell you how many times I've caught spring schnook by putting my gear at the base of a tree that's flooded. So you can absolutely go out there and still catch them. But, uh, you know, just be mindful of the water conditions. Heck, a lot of the boat uh, boat ramps are closed. So you may not even be able to get out there. Yeah, this uh, this high water is affecting everywhere. Our, our, all the way over in Lewiston, my buddy John Albridge sent me pictures of the boat ramps over there in the clear water that are flooding. And this is all due to snow melt. So... This will continue as far as the high water and the water releases upriver affecting us and you down there at Vancouver. That being said, the rain is going to subside here by tomorrow. We got an outlook, I believe, as we move through the week where we're going to have far less rain on the west side. That's going to be conducive to letting that water starting to recede and drop back down. So I would say within a few days, I'm pretty sure your plan is to be out on the river on anchor and pulling some plugs uh, in the shallow water for these springers. Is that kind kind of the plan there? Oh, I'm definitely itching to get out there. Uh, you know, 
the rain that we receive here in the lower end of the basin, that's typically gone in two, three days. So mm-hmm. we're, we're expecting to get, you know, a half inch of rain between right now and the end of the day here today. Uh, but really that half inch is not going to do too much except for in the tributaries. What's going to be affecting our flows is absolutely that snow level, just like what we saw over there on the east side, Dwayne, with yeah. you know, everything being frozen, locked up, and then all of a sudden it's a raging <laughs> waterfall and it is, you know, uh, little tiny creeks sloughing off entire banks. Yeah. So that that is what's going to affect it more than anything. Yeah, it was an, uh, interesting, impressive, and concerning all at the same time what we witnessed <laughs> over there uh, when we saw a torrent of water coming down that little creek right there by the launch and, and washing part of the bank away. And just, uh, I guess, people on this side, really, you can't wrap your head around how much water is probably still on the way because the temperatures over on the east side are going up and continue to remain warmer, which equates to a lot of snow melt. So uh, let's say by mid to late week, you're setting your sights on fishing and uh, by the way, you and I have a date planned uh, the 26th, do we not? Yes, we do. Yeah, good call. Yeah. So uh, that, is the, uh, that is the opportunity for you and I get together in your brand new boat. Can't wait to see that thing. Uh, <laughs> pretty impressive machine you're toting around in there. So we're going to get uh, you and I out there on the Columbia. More than likely, we'll be sitting on the anchor pulling plugs or whatever technique you need to deploy to be successful. But we're inviting what three or you got four seats available for next Sunday, the twenty sixth. Is that uh, that what we're going to do? Yeah, yeah, that's what we talked about on the way back, and I think that's going to be a great plan. So we'll open up uh, four seats to join you and uh, whoever you're bringing along with you to come out and learn how to fish in the high water. And uh, for that day, since it's the Northwest Wild Country, like a little trip that we've done in the past for Spring Chinook, we'll do the same thing by giving a deal. So instead of it being a two and a quarter per person, we'll drop it 50 bucks down to 175. Okay, so 175, four seats available. Come fish in your brand new boat with uh, yourself and me. Uh, Sunday the 26th. Uh, they can get a hold of you, obviously, uh, phone call or email. Where would you like them to get a hold of you to set this up? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, phone number 503-960-9377. Email is best found through the website, which is just dayoneoutdoors.com. And really, this is a good chance to learn about how to fish high water techniques. But also, it is two weeks away, so the conditions could change. Time will tell. Yeah, good point. So uh, we'll definitely make that a go. We'll mention it next Saturday as well, which will be one day before. Uh, But looking forward to getting out in the boat with you. Um, Chasing Springers, four guests. Once again, this is kind of our annual Wild Country Day One Outdoors get-together where we invite folks to come spend the day in the water with us. They're going to save 50 bucks a seat, so there's... You know, nothing wrong with that. You're going to save money, come fish with Cody and myself. And uh, more than likely, we've got a good shot to put some springers in the boat, as we usually do that time of year. Pretty good timing. Better yeah. timing than mm-hmm. yet, for we, sure. Yep. We haven't been skunked yet. Every time we do this wild country trip, we catch fish. That so is let's, true. Let's keep that thing rolling. Okay, I'm go, good with that. Go check out dayoneoutdoors.com. Also, while you're there, surf around and find out about the Northwest Angling Convention's uh, Kokanee Seminar coming up on the 29th and the 30th of April. Cody, thank you for the information, my friend. We'll catch up to you again real soon. You bet, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. You bet. Take care. All right, so let's uh, take a super quick break. Uh, count again for uh, heads up, folks. Listen, we have long breaks. Not our fault. NCAA tournament time of year. Mm. This is just the way things go. We have long breaks this year, so we're going to jump out a little bit early. When we come back, we'll check in uh, possibly with Dave Mercer, maybe with Aaron Crooks. But an hour or two ahead of us, uh, Bill Herzog from 7 and Cell 722. If you want to mm-hmm. chime in on this, you should go do some research first. Go read Bill's piece on uh, the Wild Steelheaders United website titled Four is Enough.
You can, you can you can go find it anywhere on Facebook. There are like a thousand people who shared that thing. So <laughs> at you, least. you can't you can't miss it. We'll yeah. talk to Bill at seven. We'd like to hear from you, Wild Country Nation. There's a ton of people who agree, and there are probably just as many people who disagree. That, yeah. that is the the case whenever you talk about wild steelhead and the subject of change. Either way, break time right here on Sports Radio 950 KJR and Comcast Sports. Northwest Wild Country on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. We have a new phone system, by the way. In case you couldn't tell, we have a we have a brand new phone system we're still trying to figure out. And I believe yeah. they installed that last night at midnight. So when all the professionals <laughs> yeah. are done with their shows oh, yeah, throughout yeah, yeah. the week, yeah. then they're like, hey, the, uh, the redheaded stepchildren are coming in Saturday morning. Let's check this out with them. So... It does sound as though we have connected with uh, with Aaron Crooks of Raisin Outdoors. Aaron, oh. are you there this morning? Yeah, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can. Yeah, we, we can we, now. We can. Yeah, pardon, pardon our kind of stumbling here. So we walked into the studio this morning with the, with this this slick looking brand new phone system. Looks awesome, mm-hmm. and a, and an instruction booklet about three inches thick. <laughs> So, yeah. Like, oh, here, nice. here you go. Good, good luck. luck. Good, good yeah, luck. they left good it luck. on the counter for us. By the way, Aaron, thanks for uh, thanks for the effort uh, to get on. I know you're you're in the middle of a uh, get this. It's it's still bird hunting season in the part of the country where she is. What? Yeah. Right. Tell us about that a little bit, real quick. Well, I'm actually in South. Uh oh. Hunt, and I probably have. I ran about a hundred yards to the blind. To, uh, Phone connectivity issues. Yeah, this is the way it's going to be. A, this way it is today. Where's she at? Over yeah. there. So she's in South, South, South Dakota. Yeah. So they've got a, okay. they've got a South snow. South Dakota. Yeah. yeah. Oh. They've got a snow goose. They've got a snow goose opportunity this time of year there. Oh, that, that crazy? would be fantastic. It's a lot of fun because there's uh, no limit, so you don't have a plug in. So yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah, not going to work out. It's the way it goes. Huh? Snow goose hunt. Yeah. Well, yeah. No. No limit. Snow goose hunt. What? Apparently they have far too many and not enough people. Yeah, I know, right? Hmm. Yeah. I know. I know a person. Oh, and Hayes, you listening? I think we're uh I think we're heading to <laughs> South Dakota. Exactly, right, right. Okay. So let's let's go back and take a little bit of a glance at, at your recent couple of days on oh, Lake Roosevelt yeah. with Cody. So I think we've done a pretty good job of talking about how awesome the kokanee fishery is over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, as is kind of the case, things kind of, they will change on you. They especially, do. especially this time of year. So so you headed over there uh, with Cody and uh, with Boom Pow to shoot. Uh, the, the plan, I believe, was to do, was to do a kokanee show. However, mm-hmm. didn't turn out to be the greatest kokanee fishery at that time. So yeah. you kind of had to make some adjustments. Yeah. So let's back up. Let's look in December when we were in contact with Austin and and uh, promoting his uh, his winter kokanee trout fishery, uh, the Haugans generally joined him over there. They had a phenomenal time, and and a number of folks in December the fishing was really good. Mm-hmm. They were getting good numbers of kokanee and decent size. The fish were big. Heck, he even posted up a photo, a couple photos of twenty four, twenty five inch kokanee in December, December, mm-hmm. January. Mm-hmm. Now we fast forward to the time we're over there. First of all, we got water temperatures that are thirty seven degrees. Last year they were a few degrees warmer. If you don't think that makes much of a difference, we're talking salmon. We're talking water conditions that are rise or fall and temperature changes, all of those affect the way these fish respond. Um, they draw the dam down, the, they draw the, the reservoir down significantly this time of year. Uh, it, is, it is dropping and will continue to drop for the next couple of weeks. Part of that is power generation because it is wintertime and people use a lot of power, especially this cold winter, to generate heat. And then, of course, uh, anticipating snow melt, which we're uh, already into, to make room for, for more water. So as fast as they're drawing it down, according to Chris Donnelly, mm-hmm. as we roll into April here, it's going to begin to fill back up. 
And as you get between mid-April and the end of June, that's when the fishing will get really good. Right now, if you uh, choose to go over there, you're you're heading to a, a <laughs> respectable destination trout fishery. Right. Don't underestimate the ability to go out there and catch trout. Austin and uh, his guest yesterday on his boat hooked 30. Okay. And you're not catching six and eight inch rainbow. Mm-mm. Everything is eighteen to twenty four mm-hmm. inches. Big fat wild fish, and of course all the hatchery fish that you put in. Now with the change in the red band protection, you're only allowed to keep the hatchery fish. Mm-hmm. But don't worry because there's plenty of them. We actually right. got one that was probably over six pounds. Uh, and the uh, the techniques we're utilizing over there, and in and Austin's trying to uh, dial in some some alternatives. Um, these fish are ten to fifteen feet below the surface. Mm-hmm. Boat noise and, and boats going over the top of them push them to the side. Planer boards become a vital asset. And we were actually running six planer boards, three stacked on either side. And we began to kind of fine-tune our techniques and how to utilize that. So it went pretty darn well. That's a piece of gear that has not translated to the Pacific Northwest yet. I mean, I mean, you will see a, a very kind of rare case of the, of the, of the, of the yellow offshore planer board here and there. Mm-hmm. However, that particular piece of gear is going to be... There's some education to be had there. Let's <laughs> and put it Co- that way. Cody and I are determined to bring it yeah. to the west side. Yeah. Austin's going to work hard on the east side. Yep. Uh, the, there's a number of folks over there that do it. They've mm-hmm. adopted what we've learned from the Great yeah. Lakes. Yeah. We gave them our fish. They give oh, us absolutely. the planter board uh, options and how to use Dude, them. That is, uh, that is a walleye fishery yep. absolute. I mean, the planter boards are, are a key part of what happens over there. Walleye so. crappie mm-hmm. is huge, yep. right, in yep. the Midwest and whatnot. And these yep. guys use planter boards uh, yep. exclusively. We will uh, we will begin to change our ways over here. I guarantee it. As we uh, g- have opportunity to go out on these mm-hmm. fisheries, um, if you if you want to fish Roosevelt and do well for trout, you're going to do okay on downriggers. Sure, you're 150 foot setback because the water, uh, albeit this time of year, the water is a little bit turned up. We had variances of one to two feet of visibility, upwards of maybe six to eight. That being said, the fish are still up high in the water column, so the boat noise and, and disturbance on the water from boats and whatnot do push the fish out from under your boat. So if you're trolling on a downrigger 8 to 10 feet down and you're straight out the back, you're going to pick up a few fish, but you up your game significantly when you put everything out to the side via your planer boards. So there's a learning curve as with anything else, and this is one that after we did it for a couple of days, mm-hmm. it's so much fun. And the opportunity to catch fish and try to yep. prevent everything from getting tangled up. And yeah, yeah. I mean, we're still uh, JV or rookies compared to <laughs> right. the Great Lakes because yeah. if we're running four to six planter boards mm-hmm. uh, effectively, that's pretty good. But when you get over there with the likes of Mark Chamur and a handful oh, of other guys goodness. that we fished with over yes. there, Jared uh, and Buzz have gone over there yep. um, multiple times. And when they come back and talk about dragging the, the 3.5s and the 4.0s and the 4.5s around yep. on some of the Great Lakes, the planter board comes into effect. I bet it does. And Jared yeah. brought those same exact ones mm-hmm. in studio uh, last yep. year, right? And we were talking yep. about it. I was kind of trying to wrap my head around it. I'm like, ah, it's yeah. a Great Lakes thing. I don't ever see that taking off here. But <laughs> guess what? It's coming. Yeah. And Cody and I are embracing this Effective entire tool. Th- Effective tool, absolutely. It is a, it is a, it is a proven proven thing works very well yep. and uh once you get her dialed in shangle i'm telling you it's going to up your game and again it's just that little extra component that adds a bit of a challenge to you your you your normal fishery where you're just pretty much you got this dialed i'm good downriggers a couple rods out the back uh we're catching fish but oh hey wait let's let's introduce the planter boards 
just it opens up your world. Room for improvement, man. Gives you a little bit yep. more of a challenge. And who doesn't like a little bit of a challenge on your fisheries that have just become so routine? Yep. yep. Let's mix it up a little bit. And uh, we're not going to be running 13 rods, but we can get maybe six to eight out there. So <laughs> right. it can be a lot of fun. Let's uh, bail out for a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to open up the show for about uh, half an hour. Uh, General Bill Herzog joins us. We'll talk a little bit about what he means by four is enough right here on sports radio 950 kgr and comcast Sportsnet. hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.